We are not where we are today without any help. We all get help along the way. We've never done it by ourselves. Everything I have done, show business, politics, money I made, success in business and bodybuilding, my foundation, environmental organizations, it's always with a lot of help from a lot of people. Since they helped me, I should now help others. This is why I have after-school programs, why I help with Special Olympics, and why I care about environmental issues. This is a quote that we found from Arnold Schwarzenegger and his six rules for success from the Give Something Back section that I thought would be really important with today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about our fitness. It's important to our influence. Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been one of my idols since I was a child. I just, I've always, something about him kind of drew, just drew me to him. Why did you read that particular, uh, that one, that quote that you found there, Ed? Well, I really like that it's about giving back. Because I think when you take the time and you think about, you know, the people that help you and the things that, that, that help you along the way and how you can give back. I think giving back is very, very important. Yeah, that, and that's the thing, though, because not only did he talk about giving back, but he also talked about the assistance that he received, you know, over time. And that he's, he's basically saying that, you know, others have influenced him to become what he, he you know, became. You know, I've read, I've, Read a lot of different things about him, but then also I've also seen the movie. Uh, was what was the name of that? Uh, uh, Pumping Iron. <laughs> Pumping Iron. Yeah, I've seen it. Now, now some of the content, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that about you. But <laughs> it it's just his mindset and how he t- tackles things. As you know, he just I mean he went full force, you know. And I, I'm going to end up doing a uh, one of uh, the. Uh, Persons of interest shows about Arnold, you know, a little 15 minute type thing. But I've just always found so much in, you know, what he does and what he's represented to be, you know, inspirational. But today's show, our fitness, it's important to our influence. When we think about this, we have to tell ourselves is it's not that we're, you know, we're looking at, okay, well, you have to be the most physically fit person in the world. But instead, it's what are you doing about your physical fitness to ensure you can carry on or to ensure you can influence others. You know, it's because it is important. It really is. Um, the fact that you, you, you stay healthy and, and you, and you're able to be productive and that, um, that you can represent who you are to others. It all links back to your fitness, you know? So where we're going to go with today's show is we're going to give you four key areas about our fitness and how we link that to influence those the four physical fitness factors to think about are number one not everyone needs to win the arnold classic number two the ability to show 
can be more powerful than the ability to tell. Number three, how you feel physically can correlate to how you feel mentally. And number four, influence comes in many shapes to include physical. So let's start right off the bat with number one. Not everyone needs to win the Arnold Classic. Exercising doesn't have to be every day for four hours a day. That's not what we're getting at about this. Uh, we, we, what we're going to, what we're talking about is, is, you know, working out or, or, or doing something physical, it should be done because it keeps you in a, in a certain level, you know, of shape or a certain, you know, like you, it helps your endurance. It helps your, your ability to kind of carry on throughout the day. Do you think everybody needs to be in the Arnold Classic? Uh, no, I think that a lot of people would love to be in the Arnold Classic. I, I just want to attend the Arnold Classic, but no, you don't have to be, you know, this physical specimen like Schwarzenegger. Um, you know, sometimes I see people and, and they're out and they're running or they're riding a bike. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, like I see them and, and visually you can tell that they're probably not in the greatest shape, but they're out there doing something. And I, I think to myself, well, good for you. Like, good for you for getting up, being disciplined and getting out and doing something because uh, if you're out there and you only run a mile, you ran you ran a mile more than that person watching Netflix. Oh yeah, or you know, it's funny that you brought that up because I will tell you there are some things that influence me like nobody's business, and one of those things that kind of sends me down a rabbit hole of negativity thought is when people want to discourage somebody. You know, oh, I can't believe that person. Look at them trying to run. They. They no business out there. No, they do have plenty of business out there. And to me, that is a huge influence in life that if they have the drive and they have the uh, the willpower and just, you know, they're able to do it and they have enough confidence, then I say go for it. Absolutely. Good for them. I'm proud of them, you know. And and it doesn't even have to be running, though. It could be long walks. It could be hiking. It could be cycling. You know, it could be going to a gym and weightlifting or doing aerobics class or a spin class. It doesn't It doesn't have to be any one thing. And you don't have to do it every day, you know, as long as people are taking care of themselves. And that's what it comes down to. Because if you take care of yourself, you're more apt to be able to influence others to do the same. And not only in their physical fitness, but also in other aspects of life, you know. Um one of the other key points under that not everyone needs to win the Arnold Classic is exercising should be goal-driven or else it's just useful, uh, useless effort. What do you think about that? Now, this I 100% agree with. So I can tell you I, I enjoy going to the gym. The, but if I don't go into the gym with a clear plan, then I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mess around. I might grab a piece of equipment, use it for about a a set or two sets and then I'm a wander because I need that, that focus. That's just the kind of person I am. Uh, I use an app and it is by Dr. Jim Stepani, no affiliation with him. We, we don't get a kickback if you subscribe to his app. Um, but I use his app and you can do different workouts and it tracks everything for you, your weight and your reps and all that good stuff. And when I use that, I'm so much more focused and driven on what I'm trying to accomplish. So, no, it, it you have to have a, a, what's the end state. And it's not – I also don't think that it has to be what do I want to be at in six months or a year. Let's, let's do some small goals. What's my desired end state for working out 
today? What do I want to get out of today? Because, you know, I know for me, if I get in there and I get after it, when I leave that gym, if I accomplish the feeling that I wanted, my day goes better. And if my day goes better, as we just talked about on a previous episode, if my day is going well, then that impact, that self-awareness is going to spread to those around me. And in turn, I'm going to alter the mood of those I work with. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny you brought up the the uh, the app by Jim, but I know you you and your wife have the same thing my wife and I have. We we all have Garmin watches. And the funny thing about that, is, and this is what I love about it, and once again, we're not affiliated with Garmin. We're not paid sponsors or anything. We're just telling you what we use that helps us along. Um, but what I love about it is uh, it gives you goals uh, and it also, like, present gives you badges when you reach certain goals that they have somewhere. I don't even know where they come up with some of these badges, you know, but you know, I got a yesterday cause I got up early supposedly, but I get up the same time every day, but I just got the watch, you know, but it gave me my early riser badge, a little cup of coffee. I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. But, but one of the things I like about it though, you know, with that whole goal driven is um, like, if you go over your steps for that day, it resets your goal so it makes you work a little bit harder, you know. So my efforts aren't to try to always to achieve the same thing. It wants me to get better. And that's the whole thing about influence. So so if you think about it, my watch is influencing me to become more fit or to become better because I want to achieve those goals. Yep. Um, yep. Challenges. You know, we have goals when we do challenges with each other. You know, um, maybe step challenges or miles ridden challenge. You know, that's that's one of those things that like if I set my yearly goal, like so 2019, my year's goal this year. And some people be like, well, that's not that far or this too way too far. But my year's goal is to do 2019 miles on my bicycle. And that's that's a goal. So now I have to figure out oh, how am I going to reach that? What have I got to do to kind of reach that? So I'm going to have to go through all the process. But every time I ride, I'm going to be going towards that goal. And, you know, not everyone needs to be the most physically fit. But once again, how we take care of ourselves will help us influence others. So let's talk about that. Gains you make help increase your confidence. How have you noticed your gains in say physical activity of sorts, weightlifting, cycling, walking, running, how have you noticed that it's increased your confidence in yourself, Ed? Um, you know, um, I think you once told me that I walk very upright and I think some of that is cause you know, you go in there and you put in that hard work in, in a gym or man, man, you rode a lot of miles, uh, last year and yes, we did. And, and, and so you, you walk with your chest out because, man, I know I put in my my work today in the gym or physically. And so it does give you a sense of confidence. Um, I remember last year, so I did the, the Ruck March. Remember the Ruck March, 22 miles for 22 veteran suicides a day up in Lexington, Kentucky. And, man, I... I, when I finished that, like, I felt like I could take on the world. My confidence was sky high. Now I wasn't going to walk to take on the world. Cause my feet were really trashed. Like they, they hurt. I had blisters under blisters, under bone, under blisters. So, uh, but you get that confidence. It's like, and, and then you accomplish something so significant. So when I started that rut March, 
uh, the 22 miles. I was like, okay, this won't be that bad. And then, hey, I'm going to let you know, at about 10 miles, I was like, man, this sucks. But I was determined because of the cause that it was supporting uh, for the veteran suicide. And I just kept walking and walking and walking and getting lost in my thought. And, you know, when I finished it, it was like, oh, my goodness, I accomplished something so awesome. You know, and I, I was pretty confident and I felt great afterwards. And that's funny because you brought up a goal there that had nothing to do with your physical fitness also. And it was about the awareness of suicide. Oh, yeah. So we can link other goals to our physical goals. And it only does it help us um, increase our physical ability, but also helps increase our, our knowledge and our confidence in what we are and the influence that we can bring. You know, and that's, to me, when you can link more things together like that, it makes you want to do it more. So let's say, for instance, uh, I want to have more confidence in what I'm wearing. You know, I'm feeling a little heavier in this pair of pants than, you know, than normal because I put on some weight. Well, that lowers my confidence a little bit in what I want to wear. But if I continue to work hard to lose a little bit of weight, and I'm not saying, because not everybody needs to, not everybody's going to be skinny. It's just not, I mean, it's just one of those things. But if we want to try a little bit harder to go from a size 38 to a size 36 or a size 40 to a size 38, you know, that's men's side or a women's side. Maybe I'm a size 12 and I want to become a size 10 or, you know, so, so we set that goal and then we drive towards that goal. And when we reach that goal, our confidence level becomes so much higher and it almost becomes addictive. Like I want to do it again and I want to keep doing, you know what I mean? Now, there are there's that point of being obsessed and then you know there are those who they they go in the wrong direction of bad eating habits and bad you know hygiene and just that's being self-aware we talked about self-aware in a previous episode be self-aware also on you know your ability to try to drive towards these goals and you know where you are at those goals but yeah definitely yeah no and i actually i have something you talking about confidence and uh i got something else from mr uh schwarzenegger he said, so he was, you know, he was asked, your face was so confident compared to every other competitor. Where did that confidence come from? And Arnold replied, my confidence came from my vision. I'm a big believer that if you have a clear vision of where you want to go, then the rest of it is much easier because you always know why you are training. All right. So isn't that a goal? If you have that goal. Now, the only thing I will kind of disagree with you on you want some small goals to start building that confidence. So let's go one pant size, then another one and work. But I, I get what you're saying and you're right, but I'm just a big believer in small yeah. goals. Because if I say, oh, I want to drop two pant sizes and I, I can't seem to get past one, it's going to hurt my confidence. Mm-hmm. But if I say, hey, I'm going to drop one and I drop it, well, now I got the confidence to do another and maybe even another. So, but, you know, Ms. Schwarzenegger said it right here. I'm a big believer in it. You have to have a clear vision or a goal. It's just substitute goal right there of, of where you want to be um, and and how you're going to get there. And then that's when you can inf- have that and now have that influence on how you conduct yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and that's it, man. I mean, it's, you know, finding the one next step uh, to, to help yourself and become a better influencer in, 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 you know, in the physical aspect. But maybe, uh, you know, today you walk a half a mile. Tomorrow you add a quarter mile to that. 
The next day you add another quarter mile. Now you're up to a full mile. So it's just, it's the small things matter. Small victories is what it is. All right, so let's go to number two, our second area to uh, physical fitness to think about. The ability to show can be more powerful than the ability to tell. So right off the bat, when you display the attitude to get after it, people follow sooner or later. What do you think about Mm. that? Well, so this immediately made me think of, so there's a a guy I worked with and his name was uh, John Wayne Johnson. And he was a warrant officer that I worked with. And he's since passed, uh, unfortunately. But he used to tell me, he's a big, strong dude. And everybody would be like, hey, chief, what's your bench press? And he told me, he says, it doesn't matter what my max bench press is. Just I go to the gym to work out. That stuff is is, is insignificant. And, and it kind of was the lesson. Like you would see him work out and you knew this dude is is moving a lot of weight. But it wasn't about bragging. It wasn't about any of that. But he motivated you, and you would ask him for help, and you would ask him for advice, and he'd tell you all the time. But he never measured his max bench press. And, and, I mean, you're talking about a guy who was like – I mean, I guarantee if he wasn't bench pressing 450 pounds, I'd be shocked. (laughs) That's it. But he had the attitude to get after it, though, and that was the whole thing. And Never missed the gym. Yeah. And you, and you you obviously were influenced by that. Yes, yeah, I, I definitely was. Because, um, I mean, here we are. I mean, I haven't worked with – I worked with him in 2008 last. So, I mean, here we are 10 years later, and, and it still resonates with me what he said to me. And I, I don't know what my maximum bench press is. I have no clue. No way. You know, it's funny. Um, so we talk about getting, you know, attitude of getting after it. A uh, long time ago – and I'm going to go, I'm going to Al Bundy this real quick and talk about high school football. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and if you think about it, and, and many people who uh, enjoyed high school football, they, 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 they have memories that are key and, and that relate back to that, and, and they carry forward throughout life. So <clears throat> there was this, this one guy, and hopefully he listens. Uh, I, I just seen his, pace, his picture and stuff on Facebook the other day, Josh McAuliffe. That guy, man. When he came at you, he did not let off the throttle when he hit you. I'm telling you, it was just, he hit you and it felt solid every time. And you're just like, good night, you know. I remember I remember sometimes taking, uh, having to take um, headache medicine right <laughs> after football practice because the headaches I would get from hitting him head on. But his attitude to get after it influenced me to want to hit harder like he was doing. And and that's what happened. I just started picking up that that throttle and learned that you know what? Let's just hit it hard. And it and it was you know it was an influence towards me, but it made me want to work harder and become better. So let's look at activities we adopt. I really would like to speak on this one. So my brother is very good with this one. So you know I was in the running and I was doing the Nike watch thing prior to my injury. And my brother got a Nike watch. And, it, and it, the cool thing with these watches and these apps and stuff um, is you can see their progress. And I could see my brother getting after it and, and working. Um, and so I've always really appreciated that. And, and him and I have, I mean, we've done this a few times. Matter of fact, 
I was there this summer, and you know, if you use the Strava app, you can set uh, uh, where they called segments, segment uh, speeds. You know, and and you can see everybody who rode that particular segment and the best time and all this stuff. So I went out there, and my brother had been riding in this area, and I said, I'm going out there, and I'm beating every one of his segments. And I went out there. I, there was one I did not get, but I went out there, man, and I rode my bike. On leave, I carried my bike from Kentucky to Pennsylvania, and I rode these segments. But guess what that does now for him? Oh, he beat my segment time. Now I have to beat it. So I've influenced him. He's, I guarantee when it warms up, now he's a new father, so his time is going to be a little more limited. <laughs> but when it warms up, he will be back out there on that bike chasing those segment times. I'm going to have to borrow a bike next time I go there because my bike, I'm not putting a bike on an airplane to go all the way back there to beat his times. But I think that's a good back and forth. And we're very competitive as siblings like that, you know. Um, my sister, she plays softball, and I will never admit it, and I haven't seen her play in years, but she's probably better than me. But we do these things, and then we talk about it, and you get those war stories and all that. But that's a big influence in those activities we share. And my wife and I just started doing Volksmarch. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's basically the Germans came up with this thing, and it's a Volksmarch, and they do walks of varying distances, but it was something that they developed so that everybody can get involved. There's no like skill level, you know, you don't have to qualify and you just go for a walk and they have start cards. And then, so the first one we ever did my, I, I, I got a medal and my medal was a shot of Jägermeister, but <laughs> it's Germany, right? Like they do a lot of drinking. Um, but these things are, but they're cool because like we took our dog and you'll see people out there with their kids and their kids had their little start card that gets punched. And then as you accumulate miles, there's rewards for the kids and for the adults. Like, so, you know, you can get different patches and all this stuff. So it's a very interesting thing. And my wife and I go out there and do it with our puppy. It's just another one of those things you can share those activities. Oh, absolutely. And that's it. I mean, you know, it's, it's finding that, you know, that common thing that, that you guys can all get involved in, you know, you know, it kind of reminds me of if, if you've ever read anything on the website about tough mutters, um, it's not about the race. It's about completing the race. It's not about how fast you do it. It's a, just about doing it. And that's all it is. It, and they tell it literally says it on their website about you're going to finish with the help of others. And and that's a part of influence, you know, and, and activities that we adopt, others may follow. Well, sometimes we need those others to follow to help us also. And 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 that's that part of the, you know, the physical fitness and and we're not like, once again, I don't want to beat the dead horse on this, but we're not talking about like everybody has to be completely physically fit and just, you know, like studs that can attend the Arnold Classic. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm getting at is, is our physical fitness will help us become better influencers in more ways than we know. And that's the whole point behind, you know, it's, it's amazing that you and your brother want to compete, you know, against each other riding the bicycles in Strava. I mean, I'm still looking for the, uh, the segment that you said you designed here so I can go and beat you real quick. <laughs> I used to like but, you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So your ability to conduct physical training is more influential than that of super athletes. I would have to say that that is completely true in many ways. For instance, our abilities as you know, average day Joe, like uh, average Joe, they will call us, um, 
is much different from that of an athlete who trains all the time, who is that's their life. That's what they do. And when we're displaying it as average Joe, then average uh, Ed or average Mary or whoever, they see, oh, well, you know, it's not just the athletes or the super athletes that are able to do this. It's anyone can do this. And that is a key thing about, you know, the ability to show can be more powerful than the ability to tell. If you see me hop on my bicycle, maybe that would give you the idea of, you know, what, if that guy can ride that bicycle, I should be able to do that. You know, you know it, it's we, we went and did the uh, Team RWB thing uh, together. We did what we did one ride together, right? Uh, or two. One or two we did. Yeah. Yeah. But when we were out there, the first I do remember the very first time you you pointed out one of the the ladies that were in and you said, "Listen, don't let her size fool you. She can get after it." Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I was when you at first you I was like, "What is he talking about?" And then she was riding, and I was like, "Goodness, she is a speed demon on that thing." I mean, she was just going, going, going. I was like, "She's pretty," you know. And that was it, you know. It. it, it I saw something and I was like, wow, you know what? It made me want to be better. It made me to want to work harder. And that's the whole point behind it. So we, we don't want to be deceived by super athletes. What do you got, Ed? Yeah, so, you know, that same ride, I don't remember if she was there, but at, at, um, but I tell her all the time. I used to tell her all the time she pumped me up. Miss Carol, so Miss Carol is, is you know, she's um, she's a little older, retired from the military, awesome sweetheart of a person man miss carol would get on that bike and just get after it and i'm like okay listen i know you at least got 10 years on me at least i felt bad but miss carol is i mean miss carol is doing triathlons and she's riding that bike and she's running and she's doing something every single night and she has to be at least you know 55 or or older and, and I used to tell her, Miss Carol, you pumped me up. And I don't know if she thought I was playing with her, but man, to get to be the age of Miss Carol and still be able to get after it physically like that, that's a goal for me now. So that's an influence that she had on me without even realizing it. But man, I mean, phenomenal shape. That's amazing. And it just goes to show you, though, it age is, is just a number and we allow it to get in our way of our physical abilities. I truly believe that, you know, um, our weight. It's just another number that we allow to get in front of our physical abilities. It's the fact that we make a decision, a conscious decision to go and do something. And then we do it. We follow through. We set that goal of, you know what? I want to wake up this morning at 4.30. I want to wake up at five o'clock. I want to wake up at 5.30 because I want to go and walk for one mile. I want to walk for two miles. I want to run for three miles. I want to ride a bicycle for 10 miles. I want to go to the gym. I want to lift X amount of weights for X amount of time to get a, a good pump. It's doing that is what matters. Now, our ability to show that we can do that and others can see, you know, it. it and don't get me wrong. It's not about us showing off. It's about us just... <laughs> being active and others are able to observe that. And then they can also follow suit and they become, you know, and now they're influenced and maybe they can influence someone and someone can influence, you know, and it continues down the line and it creates a community of influence, just like we spoke about. Well, I got, I got to tell you for me, sometimes it is about showing off, but uh, so I had these young, you know, I, so one of the reasons I've really picked up hardcore on the gym, um, 
I've I've worked out for a few years, but the last few years, that last did you say hardcore? Did you just say hardcore or parkour? Well, hardcore. I ain't going parkour. <laughs> you, you know, you, you know the condition of this leg. Um, but on that last appointment that you and I did together, I had some young some young soldiers and they were, they were all in, right? Um, first of all, one of them, Carlos, this dude must've spent uh, $1,500 in supplements every two months, which was crazy to me because he really didn't get that much bigger. And when he listens to this, he's going to be mad at me, but, <laughs> uh, but they would get after it in the gym. And so I would see these young kids. And I mean, uh, maybe they ranged from, it was, it was Carlos, Richard and uh, Matt, Matthew. And, and and they range from like 21 to 24 years old, maybe. And so I would get in the gym and be like, all right, I'm going to get after it. They can get after it. I can get after it. And my idea was I, I'm in charge of these guys, right? I'm their leader. I want to be able to do what they do. Now, the show-off part. So I remember Matthew, first time he, he, he bench-pressed 225 pounds, he was excited, and he came and found me, and he's like, Sir Haley, I got 225. I got 225. And I went over to the bench and I said, Well, that's cute. And then I benched 225 double digits. I ain't gonna say how many, but I did double digits. And then I got up and I looked at him. I go, huh. And I just walked away. But he pushed himself because he was determined he was gonna get stronger and stronger. And then it became this thing that he he was gonna, you know, get to 250. And so he influenced me by making me get in there every morning. And I influenced him by showing off just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And then that's, but you know what? That's okay. Every once in a while, you know, as long as it's friendly and, and you know, it's not like you were, you weren't trying to make him feel horrible about himself. You were just like, Oh, you're cute, but Hey, all right, so let's move. If he hadn't, was that? If he hadn't came over to me bragging, I wouldn't have done it. It was that I was trying to work out and he came over to me yeah, yeah, I got it, sir. What? I got it. And I was like, hmm, all right, well, let's let's end this conversation real quick. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great story. Uh, so let's look at number three. How you feel physically can correlate to how you feel mentally. And this, I'm going to tell you right now, this speaks volumes. And I, I will get into further deep into that, what I mean by that in just a minute. But physical activity is a perfect time for you to think about things. Let me tell you, when it comes to getting in my own head, but also getting out of my head, when I do some type of physical activity, that is my time. That is literally my thought time, my time to just kind of contemplate certain things to think about. I mean, goodness, I think about like this show right here. This, a lot of this was brought up, you know, in my brain while I was doing something, I was riding a bicycle. Um, but <laughs> to be able to kind of, I guess, uh, mind melt or just to kind of like brainstorm, just to do what I need to mentally, it allows me that freedom to do so. You do that often, Ed? So I would tell you that it's funny. It's really funny how you said it because on days, let's say, I don't know. Let's say I worked late and the next morning, cause I'm a, I'm a morning gym guy and I'll talk about it a little bit later. I'm a morning gym. If I don't go first thing in the morning, I'm not going. So if I don't go to the gym for whatever reason, maybe, uh, Oh, my wife and I, we went and seen like a Nashville predators game and we come back and I'm like, it's one in the morning. I'm not going to the gym at five. So, so I skipped the gym, right? Well, my wife will tell me, 
you will not skip the gym again because my mood alters so much. And it's not from being tired. It's not from being tired. It's the gym. So my rest day is generally Sunday. I do a six-day uh, gym routine. On Sundays, my wife really, she's kind of like, uh, don't you want to go to the gym and do something today? Because <laughs> cause of how much my mood uh, shifts when I do not get into the gym. Yeah, that's and that's that right there alone, you know, because you think about it, you know, that's kind of like your it's like your time to yourself, your time to your to your your thoughts. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy about the thoughts I have uh, while I'm doing something, I'm working out. And if I don't have something to write it down on, I get so upset because I'll forget about it because I'm like, I'm like, that's a really good idea. I should really try that, you know. So <laughs> but yeah, it, you, you know, it helps us link that, though. Also. Physical activity is a good time to connect with someone else and engage in meaningful conversation. We've we've displayed that to each other, you know, on bike rides. Okay. So have we ever had a disagreement on this show before? I don't think we have. We're going to have a slight one here. So, yes, on the bike ride, when you're not beating the brakes off of me and, and leaving me, we have had some great discussions. We have. I've actually uh, called my siblings when I was on the bike to have a discussion and it and turns out to be a great discussion. However, in the gym is not the time to connect. That's not when you talk to people in the gym because you're taking up equipment and you're holding other people up. So there are certain activities. If we went for a Volk March, absolutely great time. Biking, there's certain ones. So it's not 100% no, but there are there are exercises and, and physical activities where, yeah, you, you just don't talk. Well, you know what? And the thing is, is I don't disagree with there. Um, I'm the same way when it comes to like, if I want to lift weights or something, you know, I want to kind of be myself. I don't, I don't like to have a gym partner for that. I I just don't, that's not me. (laughs) But if I'm doing something like if I'm running, if I'm walking, I'm riding a bike, maybe I'm on a, you know, uh, elliptical machine or, or I'm just doing something in general that's kind of like, I don't know, This it's repetitive and it's an endurance type thing. I don't mind having somebody there with me um, and just have a conversation. Yeah. Now, I don't want it all the time either, though, because sometimes I just want that alone time. But, yeah, I, I have to I have to agree with you on that, that yeah. <laughs> lifting is not the time for that for me. But so I, it is nice. It is nice to create that influence through conversation when their time is appropriate. And there are times. And I'm going to tell you, there's times um, – we talk about Steve a few times. There are times when Steve has needed to vent and I've been in the gym to lift weights and I recognize the importance of Steve venting and I may not finish my workout because I'll sacrifice that for something that I know, okay, he really needs to just get this off his chest. So I'll listen to him. And then timeline wise, I'm like, okay, well, I got stuff I got to do, so I can't stay here. Um, so there are times, there's also times I remember going into the gym and, and uh, I have uh, some wireless headphones and the battery being dead. And I put them on my ears anyway, just so people wouldn't talk to me. Because <laughs> the minute I've done that, yeah, the minute you don't have headphones on, people want to talk to you and carry on conversation. So I've definitely, uh, uh, and, and I give a very angry look, but I've definitely had headphones on that were not working. No, that's funny. Yeah. And, and like I said, though, the, if the time is right, you know, and it's knowing how to like, hey, listen, man, I, I, I love to talk to you, but I really got to get after it right now. Or it's, you know, hey, let's let's uh, let's go for a walk or a run and, and you know, and let's discuss some things. I mean, hikes, you know, 
if I'm on a hike, either I want to listen to some music or I want to talk to someone. I, I, I'm, I'm just, some people, they just enjoy the sound of nature. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I guess I enjoy things like that, but not as much as I, you know, others do. On on the famous road marches, I like to sing Katy Perry songs to myself to pass the time. So <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Um, so let's go to the third point on this. Stress reduces through physical activities. Do you find that your stress can be reduced? through physical activities that you go about doing stress or um you know if i have something if i have a disagreement with one of my kids or one of my siblings you know um and and that's a phone conversation so when the phone's hung up the conversation's over but if i'm still upset i have gone to the gym just to get in some some workout time to bring myself down or uh, when I was there we, in Kentucky, I had a gym in my garage and I would go out to the big nasty gym and get after it for about an hour, hour and a half, just to like cool down a little bit. I've also done it when the Washington Redskins have broken my heart before. So, uh, but it, it will, it, I find that the gym evens you out. Like it helps to, to calm. It's a very calming thing for me. Yeah. Well, you know, and if you think about it, you're exerting yourself to a certain extent. I personally think it has to do a lot with also like endorphins and whatnot kicking into your body. You know, it's it's like it's almost like eliminating some of those stressors. I, I personally, if I'm feeling like like really like tweaked out just um, and when I mean that, but like my, my brain feels, <laughs> Oh yeah. I have to be careful how I say that, but my brain is feeling overloaded with a massive amount of stress or whatnot. I have to find that way to vent and using physical activity to overexert myself sometimes is the key to doing so. So if I decide to get on my bicycle and ride 35 miles, I'm telling you when I'm done, my stress level is probably at zero, right? But it's just, it's nice to be able to find that way to, you know, break free from the stressors. Yeah, no, I agree. And so I also find for me, so if I'm, if I'm going in there because I'm, I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm stressed out, I find that I tend to put more weight on uh, and lift. I, I find it lifting heavy is more of a stress relief than going in there and doing more of a, you know, a a high rep, low weight thing. Same thing with the bike. If I get on the bike and go 10 miles, eh, yeah, it'll have an impact. But if I'm in a really foul mood, I'm probably going 25, 30 miles. And, and and I find that that works better. Yeah. And that's, and that's it. It's, it's knowing, it's knowing where you need to kind of engage yourself to be able to, you know, reach those, those areas, you know, whether it be you're trying to reach a goal or you're trying to reduce stress or you're just trying to, you know, just knock out your physical fitness for the day. It doesn't matter, you know, and, and that's the other thing, too. It doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something, you know, it, you could be doing, you know, karate or jujitsu or you could be doing those obstacle course type gyms or you could be doing CrossFit or you could be, you know, there's all these different things that you could do to help yourself. And. I encourage people to to try to explore and see what works for them because not everything works for everyone. You know, not everyone wants to be a cyclist like you and I try to do. Um, <laughs> not everyone, not everyone wants to run. You know, 
but they may enjoy jazzercising. I don't know. And so the other thing to it is I try to find different exercises. I try to learn new stuff. And then there's some that I'm, I don't really get, I'm, I'm afraid of. And then I, I so I, for a long time, I would not do uh, deadlifts. And then Josh, Josh kept making me look silly with this deadlift. So I started training deadlift uh, and I had to teach myself, uh, you know, here I am 40 plus years old and I'm learning an exercise that I just had not done. And I had to watch videos and study because I, I knew that the deadlift is one that gets a lot of people hurt. But, you know, uh, like it can be dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, it's all part of lifelong learning, though. Same thing with physical activity. You can still learn stuff. Yeah, exactly. You got that in again. Look at you. That's crazy. Uh, so but you talked about to me earlier, you you said you just watched a uh, a recent video of a strongman competition. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about deadlift. So the great Eddie Hall, who does have a, uh, he, there's a documentary on Netflix about him that's really good. Um, no affiliation with Netflix. I'm not getting a kickback. But Eddie Hall, who is from uh, Great Britain, he was the uh, bridesmaid for many, many, many years for the world's strongest man, but never the bride. And then finally he did break through. But Eddie Hall is actually the world record holder for the deadlift. I want to say it's 1,120 pounds or 500 kilos. Um, but when he breaks the record, you can see this video on YouTube and there's one where he actually does the commentary. This guy lifts and, and it gets the deadlift up. And then when he puts it down, he collapses on the bar and had ruptured blood vessels in his head and almost died doing his deadlift. Like, wow. And, and he has, he has stories like this. Like he tells a story where he was working out and, you know, and his eyeball started to pop out and he just pushed it back in and then continued to get after it. That's when you talk about obsessive right there. Yeah. Yeah. We're but, not, we're not telling people to go that way. Yeah. But he is a monster and he, but again, go back to the goal. He wanted that deadlift record. He was determined he was going to break that record. And, um, he since has shed, I don't know how much weight, but uh, you could probably find it. He's lost a lot of weight because the doctors told him, Hey, if you keep consuming 15,000 calories a day, it's, it's not gonna be good for your health. And he's lost a ton of weight. Still strong, man. Still impressive. But I don't know if he's deadlifting 11, uh, 1,100 pounds again. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look this up. But I thought the guy that plays the mountain on Game of Thrones beat that last year. Did he? Uh, I, I'm not aware of him beating it. But Yeah. I'll have to look that up, you know. Um, but, but, yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, and stress does reduce through physical activity. And people don't realize it. And. I'd, I challenge people to, you know, kind of take on some type of physical activity to see if that happens for them. And, the, and and maybe they can achieve something through that, you know, influence, you know, it comes in many forms. So let's look at uh, let's look at point four, our last area. Influence comes in many shapes to include physical. That was not a pun on any on my uh my end, but I, I, when I think about that again, I think influence comes in many shapes to include physical shape. Um, but it encourages a unity and friendly competition. So we let's go back. We go back to what you talked about with you and your brother. And you have this uh, competition uh, of trying to beat each other's segments on Strava. Yep. Uh, how do you think that created a unity between you and your brother? Um, well, we've always been kind of competitive with each other. So it was just another thing. And I'll be honest with you. When I went out there and beat the segments, 
uh, the ones that I did beat, I went out there to beat him because I knew that that competition would come in. I knew that he would probably look that day and he may not have, but I would be willing to bet he looked that day after he knew I wrote it to see where he stood now. Uh, so he knew what he had to do. So that, that back and forth with my brother and I on the bike. And then he has a friend, Dylan, who also is very involved, uh, who was riding bikes and stuff too. And he's also very involved with, you know, uh, supporting the show. If I can help them, then that's fine. Now my brother, he, he drives truck and he doesn't get, um, as many hours as he'd probably like to be able to do it. And now being a new dad, I'm hoping that my record might stand for a little while against him just because he's a new dad and he might not have as much time in the bite <laughs> or mm, on the bite. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I could definitely say that, like, <clears throat> although you and I had become, you know, really good friends prior to riding together, but I felt like once we started riding together, it's almost like our 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 bond grew a little bit more because we were sharing uh, – a goal together and an activity together that was, and, and we were conversating. So it was a good time. You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes that's really, it doesn't have to be competition, but it can be a unity that you're building. You know, like my wife and your wife too. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've, I monitor your wife's steps on Garmin because she keeps beating me each day. Um, but we're not talking about Garmin cause I'm not able to compete. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but like that, for instance, I like to, you know, like I like to compete sometimes with my wife and just, you know, how many steps that day it, it has nothing, you know, nothing to do with, you know, how much we can lift. It's just how many more times did we try to walk, you know, that day and, and to be physical, you know? So I, I think it's fun to have that little competition as long as it stays in the friendly manner, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> those people who take a competition to the negative side and then they start putting people down, that's, you know, I, I think that's just, that's inappropriate and it, there's no room for it, you know, yeah, as an influencer, especially. Uh, yeah. And my wife and I, we used to do, and it was a joke, but I used to, you know, I used to do a lot of walking when we were, um, when you and I worked together and I wouldn't take a vehicle. Like I would walk, you know, out at the land navigation area and stuff. And soldiers would be like, why are you walking? Sorry. Why can't we ride the trucks? And I said, listen, whoever has the lowest steps in my house has to wash dishes tonight. I'm not washing dishes. Now it wasn't true, but it was funny. And my wife and I would compete on there. Um, I can't beat her. I, I always struggle with her. Now, some days I'll get her, but you know, and then she's got little legs. So for every one step I take, she gets two. So that's not fair. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But the competition, I'm going to tell you, I get in competition myself because I love statistics. I, I've always in sports love statistics. So I'll look and be like, okay, my average was 14.2 miles an hour. I can do better today. And I'll get yes. out there and try to beat the average or, uh, I've been known to send you pictures of uh, if I beat you on a segment, um, you know, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I have chased you many, many times. I'll look before I even ride and say, okay, I'm going after this segment. Brian has the record. I'm going to get it and and go out there and chase it. But what's wrong with that? I, I, I've never seen a problem with it. It's friendly. It's fun. And it pushes me with you not even being there. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And that's exactly what it is, man. It's not, it, it and at no point would that, did that turn negative. That was completely, you know, it's a positive atmosphere, a positive mindset, and it made you want to do more. So, so also it encourages others to take ownership in personal health. 
How does our influence of physical shape encourage others to take ownership in personal health? Or how can we make it so? I definitely could say that one of those ways is to uh, invite. When we invite others, it's encouraging them to take a little bit of ownership. And then, and what it does is it, uh, it's kind of like a seed. You plant a seed, and now that seed grows into a plant, and so on and so forth. And they're growing in their own ownership. And next thing you know, they're basically, uh, you know, running the show. You know, they're 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 doing everything they need to 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 meet their physical uh, needs and 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 increasing their abilities. Yeah, and then so you know, you talked about earlier Team RWB, Team Red, White, and Blue, which is a veterans organization, veterans enrichment organization. And, and they're really good. We've had people come out to events with them and say, yeah, I, I seen what you guys were doing. And, and now I'm out here. Uh, you know, if you ever see a, uh, if you ever go to a run and you see people running with the American flag, that's this organization. And they'll actually go back onto the course and help people who are struggling. And so that influence by them gets people to join the group and get more involved. Now I will tell you that the group you have there in Clarksville is probably one of the best, uh, best groups around I, i'm gonna say hands down because uh they do a lot in the community with the veterans and stuff but that's an overall influence and it all starts with some kind of physical activity but then there's no physical activity in going to the veterans home and having coffee but it started with that in that organization so that's a huge influence absolutely it is and you just i mean when we think about it though you know in that same manner to to go and you know to have coffee with uh you know, veterans at the veterans home, that's kind of taking ownership in itself also. And, you know, your responsibility is to kind of help, you know, become a better you or become a, a better influencer of others, you know? So it, in a sense, you think about it, it's, it's ownership in itself. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So let's look at our, our final point of influence comes in many shapes to include physical, uh, encourages accountability. I will tell you, I, am constantly of um, being held accountable for my uh, physical shape. I hold myself accountable, and then I have other friends who do the same. For instance, uh, about a couple days ago, I decided to ride a stationary bicycle, and I tracked it you know, through the Garmin watch. It did my heart rate and all that stuff, and then I added my miles after, and it posted to Strava. And then on Strava... Uh, a good friend of mine by the name of Jeff White, um, who is the one who kind of got me really into the cycling. I was already kind of wanting to do it, but then he just kind of enticed me even more. Um, he he said, not bad, but you know, it's nice outside. You could have rode your bicycle. And I just, I was like, man, he's right. I should have got out on Sodom, out, out of the gym, off the stationary bike and got on my bicycle and rode it. And now today, later on today, it was raining this morning, but it's not raining anymore. <laughs> I am now have this goal of accountability of myself to get on my bicycle. And I'm going, and I told Michelle earlier, I said, I'm going for a minimum of 15 miles, but no more than 30 today. So, so it does hold, you, you do tend to hold yourself accountable and others can help you hold yourself accountable. Wow. That's uh, I wish it was nice enough for me to go ride, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I'm like you. You remember earlier you said that you really don't do the whole workout with somebody thing. Um, and, and I usually don't, 
but I, sometimes I like to. So like when we were deployed, I had a partner, Crystal, uh, and she would work out with me. And I kind of liked it because guess what happens when you wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm not going this morning. Oh yeah, you are. Cause Crystal's out there waiting on you to show up to go over to the gym. So that, that there's an accountability piece there. And then, I mean, you know, Jocko and the four thirty AM club, it gets me all pumped up. So, and, and, and again, our career also holds us accountable. Like we have certain, you know, expectations for us. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I hold my, I feel, I feel really terrible if I skip the gym. Like, I feel like, like, yeah, you failed, you know? So I, I get up and there's days, I think one day this week, I actually stayed in bed an extra 10 minutes and finally my, my brain got the best of me. I was like, all right, I'm going. And I got up and went, uh, I actually went to the gym Christmas Eve morning. I did not go Christmas day, but I did go Christmas Eve morning. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, the, the, what you talked about, like when you do have like a partner or something or something that you're held accountable to, you tend to want to go do it because you don't want to let, you don't want to let somebody down. You don't want to let yourself down. You just, you feel that drive to go and do something physical and to just kind of knock it out of the park. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And then you got to get in there and just get after it. That's what it is, man. And, you know, and then like we said, this this particular show was about the influence of you know our physical you know being able to you know do physical activities to to stay in shape well that's the point behind it is we wanted to kind of explain it you know you know not everything is mental uh you know influence sometimes it is physical influence and but not everything is physical influence sometimes it's mental and that's why you have to have a mixture of the two you know to be able to display who you are physically well that could be something that does this helps someone change their mind on something for the greater good. And that's what really it's about is creating that greater good of community and creating that, that uh, bond of influence uh, throughout. But, you know, finding the time to do so, well, that's on you. I encourage you to get up each day and try to do something. You know, uh, what he, Ed mentioned earlier is about, in our particular line of work, well, we have to do it. We have to actually uh, do physical training every day because it's required of us, and then we get tested on it down the road. Me, I'm kind of curious why many organizations don't have a better wellness program where they encourage people to come in and do some type of physical activity. There are those out there that do it. But, you know, if they showed they they cared more about the human being than the production the production will come with caring for the human being. Does that make sense, Ed? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, it's if you know when I first saw this episode, I was like, fitness and influence. Mm, this might be. I don't know. This don't make sense to me. But now, especially after we've recorded the episode, pretty much, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Uh, um, you know how they intertwine and work together. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and like I said, er, we mentioned it earlier. Our confidence increases. Uh, our stress levels uh, tend to lower, our relationships build better, um, and we just we we learn to take ownership and have more accountability. And those are key aspects of being a good influencer. Those are key aspects. If you can hold true to those aspects, you will be surprised at what you can take on as an influencer. Ed, do you have anything else for the uh, the audience, buddy? Yeah, I do have something. The best I can tell is that um, 
the mountain did 1041 for his mm-hmm. deadlift mm-hmm. and Eddie Hall is 1102. Oh, okay. So Eddie Hall is the man still. Yeah, and it looks like they did it uh one did it or the mountain set his record in March and then Eddie broke it in May. That's amazing. That's yeah. that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I want to let I'm going to add I want to end this episode with a quote that I uh is another quote uh from Arnold. You know, we started the show with it, so we're going to end with it. But here it is. Life may be full of pain, but that's not an excuse to give up. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have anything else for the audience, Ed? No, I like that one. I do too. That's, <laughs> it's probably gonna it's probably gonna like go on a wall somewhere in front of me. Yeah. But all right. Well, we thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can always check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter. You can check us out on Instagram. You can find us both on LinkedIn. You just have to search for us. I'm Brian Weber, and he is Ed Haley. You look for those names in any of those. Or you, you type in 101influence in your Facebook search bar, and then just go in and visit the group. Uh, become a part of the conversation. We ask questions every every time we do an episode each week. So this week's question, what physical activity will you be doing this week to become a better influencer? Go ahead and go in there and answer it. Tell us a little bit of something about that. And that way we can kind of uh, talk to each other about it and maybe get each other involved. Without uh, further ado, we're going to end the show. I am Brian. I am Ed. And this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.